1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. DTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: We spoke about
2: the pandemic in our last episode and how it's changed our lives. Our tech lives, to be precise. But it's also changed the companies. In fact, there was a rather long pause of about 45 days to two months When the companies all went quiet, they literally did not know what had hit them. There were big launches scheduled. Some of them had to be postponed, some of them had to be cancelled. Nothing happened for about two months. And then, then we had a flurry of devices entering the market. And now, with the power of hindsight, we see that there is a trend to be seen in these devices. To discuss that very trend, the new budget phones or the new premium phones. We don't know what to call them, but we will discuss it with Nimish Dubey, my dear friend and senior tech journalist. Nimish, welcome to the show again. So, what are we discussing? Are we discussing the new premium or are we
1: discussing the new budget? Wonderful to be here again, Nand Gopal. And that is a very fascinating topic, actually, because if you remember, Towards the end of last year and even the beginning of this year, we were all talking of a new super premium segment where everyone was saying that phones are going to be more expensive than ever before. Apple of course had taken phones into the thousand uh, dollar region, and Samsung had followed suit and there was even a rumour just before the pandemic struck, there were rumor was rife that even OnePlus, which was known for being relatively affordable, the term is relatively here, would be getting super premium. But yes, you're right. While certain phones which are scheduled to be launched in March and April were still launched later at slightly higher prices than expected prices, higher than expected, I should say, we are seeing the emergence of a new budget segment, a kind of middle ground which is not super premium and which is much more affordable. It's almost as if companies are realizing that in these circumstances, as we discussed in the last episode, people might not have quite as much money to spend as in the past. We had the OnePlus 8 series coming out, and we had the
2: iPhone SE. That's right. And I think the benchmark here is the iPhone SE because the iPhone SE sort of set the cat among the pigeons by coming up with an iPhone which was way more affordable but still had the same processing power of its top end model. And that really hasn't happened in this market that sorts of changes the game so you have an iphone which is a third of the cost of the flagship and it still has the same a13 bionic processor and then you follow it up with the oneplus nod which is again playing on the same kind of a sentiment a lot of the parts of the phone the camera the look the feel of the phone is similar to what you would get in the flagship it has a slightly lower in processor but still gives you 5G and is good value for money. And you have the devices from Samsung, the M series, and with the latest M31, which also gives you amazing battery life. But at the end of the day,
1: these are all very practical phones, right Nimish? Yes, indeed. Credit to Apple again. It's impossible to say that they saw the pandemic coming, but the fact is they launched the iPhone SE in April. At that stage, People were still kind of sunny, hoping that things were going to get back to normal at some stage. Things were coming under control in China to an extent. But if they brought it out in April, it means they were planning it for quite a while before last year itself. The iPhone SE, as you rightly pointed out, focused on the basics. It said fine, we'll give you a processor that's just going to be top of the line and we'll give you a price tag. Again, as you rightly pointed out, was about a third of highest end, which is iPhone 11 Pro Max. Of course once an iphone comes to the equation what we have seen is it's a bit like the solar system okay some people will accuse me of being an apple fanboy but it's like once apple kind of moves things everyone else reorients themselves around it as if to try and accommodate it and i think that is what has happened to an extent in the past an iphone started at around sixty thousand the new iphone the most affordable new iphone was around sixty thousand whereas uh our slightly more affordable older iPhone, which would be the 10R, was around 50000 Now suddenly you had a new iPhone at 40000 and everyone else had to reorient themselves to make sure that, fine, we should have something which cannot be directly compared to it, but which is in the same region. And of course, the effect of the pandemic is that suddenly, basics have become much more important, and companies seem to have realized that. I think we also need to set the context
2: for our listeners to tell them why is it necessary to have these budget devices in a pandemic hit market. So suddenly you see that people have the disposable incomes cut short by quite a bit, but then the dependence on devices is also gone up quite a lot, which means that if you have a bad device, you actually need to upgrade to a better device now. But maybe that flagship that you were aspiring to buy is beyond your reach because your incomes have gone down. So you need a good phone, which is more affordable. And that is why this mid-range premium segment suddenly becomes so important. Now, take a pivot and look at it from another angle. You have the iPhone SE, which is sort of telling you, hey, you're stuck at home. Why do you need four cameras on the phone? That's another way to look at it. And it's the same with the OnePlus Nord. It's telling you, this is what you need. The M series tells you, you need more battery life. You need a good screen. And maybe those are your priorities in life.
1: What do you think about that, Nimish? Is that a right way to look at it? I definitely think so, Nand Gopal. Because to be very honest, the geeks will be outraged at the very suggestion of this. I felt that over the past maybe two years or so, the whole spec game had kind of overshadowed functionality when it came to smartphones suddenly everyone was obsessing a bit about how fast a processor is how new a processor is rather than what a processor actually does so the fact is if you look at it over the past couple of years the people who are using two year old flagships they don't have too many complaints about their devices there are people who are using two year old mid segment devices who do not have too much to complain about their devices at all and when the pandemic hit Just before that period, a phone was a thing that you showed off. You had to boast about it that, oh my god, I've got this high end spec sheet, I've got this 120 Hz refresh rate device, and all. Suddenly, that has been pushed back. It is not something to show off, it is something to work on. We need something on which things can happen. So the spec sheet is getting slightly recessed. The term that I think, which you used, and which I think OnePlus also used, the premium mid segment is something that the pandemic has given birth to. That fine, it is an affordable device. Perhaps it is what a budget flagship was about in two thousand fourteen to two thousand sixteen, the halcyon age of OnePlus when we were used to getting high end Snapdragon for rupees twenty to twenty two thousand. So you are not getting that high end a device. But you are still getting a very, very good device for anywhere between rupees 15 to 25,000. A very, very good device, a device capable of running your applications, big displays, decent enough cameras. And as you said, cameras are no longer that important. I think that the premium mid segment has been born in the pandemic. The super mid, as somebody told me many, many years ago, when
2: MediaTek helped a lot of companies come up with these mid-range devices which had decent power and decent specs is sort of become the go-to segment right now.
0: We will talk more about it but after a small break. If you're someone who likes to be updated about the news then you know how important it can be not only to find a trustworthy source but also a place that can give you the right context and helps you see the bigger picture. And there is perhaps no other place that does this better than Indian Express's explained section. It has everything you need to know to understand the news better. Explained keeps you on top of the ever-changing news cycle and helps you see the larger trends that you wouldn't ordinarily but just following the headlines. You can log on to indianexpress.com slash explained, access the coverage 24-7 and find in-depth analysis by the right experts. Explained by Indian Express, where news that matters is explained by experts who know the subject. Now, back to the show. So we are back talking about the super mid. So what is a
2: super mid? And as Nimish defined it, it's somewhere between fifteen thousand to twenty five. The OnePlus Nord is at the top end of that, and maybe a Realme Seven or a
1: Seven Pro is at the bottom end of it, right, Nimish? Oh yes, uh, the bottom end I would say it's the Realme Seven Pro and its twin from Xiaomi, which is the Redmi, the Redmi Note series, which is India's uh, best selling series. I would say it starts with the Redmi Note and as you rightly said it kind of ends with the somewhere where the nord is with all the m series everything in the middle and you reach for the
2: skies with the iphone se because that's way more expensive but then if you think that you can afford it you know a lot of people might just actually go and spend on the iphone because that's a phone everybody sort of trusts to last you longer and if you've seen the new iphone ads that are coming it is the phone that you can uh, hand down to your younger brother
1: or somebody, right? Oh yes, it's almost like in the premium segment also. For example, a oneplus Plus Eight Pro costs around sixty thousand, and an iPhone costs around ninety thousand. So it's about a difference of uh, what can you say, about fifty percent, forty percent. Here also is twenty-five thousand. And if you really want to cut your teeth and you want to say, okay, I cannot afford the top-end iPhone, but I want an iPhone, then the SE comes into play. So you have the super mid. Where now, all of a sudden, you have people who were
2: earlier in the 35 to 40,000 range coming down to a 25,000, and you have people who were happy with a 10,000 rupee phone, thinking that's all they need, suddenly going up to a 15,000 or more because they need to work on it, they need to have online classes on it, uh, they need to do a lot more on their devices, and you suddenly find that the actual budget phone is a little bit underpowered for the things that they want to do right now. Now you have this converging into this 15 to 25K segment where you will see a lot of activity now. You already have a bunch of phones as we discussed. You have the OnePlus Nord, you have the Realme phones, you have the Oppo F17 Pro, you have the Redmi Note series, you have the very strong contender from Samsung, the Galaxy M31 and you might see one more oneplus phone that's sort of coming more into the budget as we are hearing and there will be a lot more phones and suddenly a lot of the older flagships which have become cheaper now also find themselves playing in this segment and this is where a lot of the action is going to happen now nimish are we going to see much more phones in this segment maybe for the coming year given the situation that we are in?
1: Very, very likely Nandopal, very, very likely. And this is when we have not even factored in something like the Pixel 4a, which everyone says is likely to come at around 35,000, but there is some speculation that it might actually come at a lower price. That is the affordable Pixel. You are very right when you mentioned that uh, this is one of those rare cases when the, mid, the premium mid-segment or the higher mid-segment used to be around 35,000, where Samsung used to have the A series and Vivo used to have another series out there. Well, suddenly, that has come down, now suddenly everyone is talking of, Samsung is talking of the M31s, its M series devices, big batteries, we are hearing as you said, OPPO, which previously was talking of the Renault at around 30, 31,000, is now talking of the F17 Pro. The fact is, we are having devices with the kind of specifications between 15 and 25, which we did not have about a year ago. Now we have a Realme or a Redmi can give you an 8 GB RAM device, with about 128 GB of storage, for less than twenty thousand, with a decent processor, this is not a cutback processor. What we are seeing is we will see a Snapdragon seven twenty or a Snapdragon seven thirty. You're getting eight GB of RAM. You're getting a big, a big display around six point seven inches with decent sound and a big battery. So it's like the performance, which used to be all about being cutting edge. Your flagship was your big thing. That okay, nobody else can do this. It was the chant before uh, the pandemic that you get this phone, nobody else can do this. Now it seems to have shifted to, take this phone, it's for everybody, everybody can do everything on this phone. Do you call it a bit of a paradigm shift or something, definitely, until the economies recover. My feeling is we are going to see this, it's not as if the premium phone segment is going to die out, no, we still have high-end phones. We saw after all Samsung Note uh, released the Note 20 Ultra which is above a lakh, but the focus. Is suddenly going to be on this new segment is 15 to 25 the new premium you never know it is certainly going to be the new premium for the brands
2: because they're going to make their money in this segment Uh, suddenly you will find that the flagship segment is still there with its huge uh, you know margins and everything but the volume there could well fall for the coming few quarters again as we discussed because of issues around incomes of people across the world see this is not a india specific case this is happening across the world and this is where if we are talking about 15000 25000 in india an iphone se with a 400 dollar kind of a price point becomes perfect mid range phone in many international markets where you really don't have good options in that price point This is also happening at a time when the flagship is also coming on its own, right? Like, you know, I just watched a movie yesterday, which was shot completely on the iPhone, for instance. So there are new use cases coming up for the flagship, for instance. But then that's not mass. The mass is going to be in this segment as we discussed. So, Nimish, can you sort of define what a person should be looking for if they're looking at a device in the 15 to 25K segment. What are the basic specs that they should expect?
1: I would say that they should be looking at a display which is big enough to meet their needs, which right now seems to be around 6.5 inches. 6.5 inches seems to be the new kind of sweet spot for a lot of people. It's still too big for some uh, folks like me. But then what I've noticed is that a lot of people are doing a lot of typing with uh, their phones in uh, landscape mode, which is very unusual. So when you're typing in landscape, a big phone actually helps because then the keyboard doesn't occupy that much of the display it occupies only the lower end and becomes like a typewriter you're typing there with your fingers and you're seeing the text appearing right above it shall we say it's a very production for friendly kind of feeling so around 6.5 inch display a processor which would be i would say the snapdragon 700 series at least it would be a 730 it could be a 720g uh snapdragon 765g we're hearing great things about the new MediaTek G-series processors, the G95, I think. Uh, but that's still relatively new. So I would say, let's look at the Snapdragon 700 series. The newer, the better. As much RAM as possible because, as you rightly pointed out, multitasking has got a new dimension. Now multitasking no longer means that you've got 10 tabs open and maybe, you know, you've got your mail and messenger running. Now it is, you might be playing a game, you might be watching Netflix, your messages might be running. The mail might be running, so the more the RAM, the better. I would say 6 GB, if you are into a lot of work, 6 GB is the new minimum at this kind of level and cameras, well, cameras is a slightly interesting part and I would really like your take on this because what we have noticed here is there's a lot of numerical superiority happening in cameras, but the real work, the real heavy shifting is being done by just the main sensor which generally is either a 64 megapixel or a 48 megapixel one, the other ones like the wide, now you're stuck at home, what would you do with an wide? You don't need those big landscape shots anymore and even then the ultrawides generally have a low megapixel count at this level, so it's an 8 megapixel ultrawide, if you expand the shot, you zoom in, you get a bit of pixelation which is kind of discouraging, so I would say You need a one good main sensor, forget about the other sensors, get a good main sensor, 64 megapixels or 48 megapixels, preferably from Sony because they seem to do better. And of course, if you can get a battery which is around 4,500 to 5,000 mAh, you're going to be set for it. Fast charging has also become an option right now, but most of us are at home, so a charger is never too far away, but yes, the faster it charges, the better it would be.
2: On the camera, Nimish, for me, suddenly the super zoom becomes very relevant because you can't go places you'd rather see it through this super zoom and you can see that there is a India flag being raised on August 15th in an apartment which is a kilometer away. Oh, yes. So that Samsung Note 20 suddenly becomes very relevant to me. But again, it's not in this price range. You know, you will have to buy a standalone camera at this price range to get that kind of a super zoom. I completely agree with what Nimish is saying that these are the basic things that you need the number of cameras suddenly becomes irrelevant right you really don't need multiple cameras just look at your gallery you would have taken a little bit of selfies you would have taken that picture of a dog on your terrace that's it you are not going out these cameras are suddenly not that relevant anymore and we are looking at maybe staying home for another year so Do you really want to invest in cameras that you won't be using a lot? So this coming year, if you're buying a new phone, it's going to be about practicality. Suddenly 5G, even though it's not here in India, becomes very relevant because when it comes, you will really need to use it because you're working from home and that helps with all the multitasking and stuff that you're doing right now. And Nimish mentioned multitasking. For me, multitasking on a phone right now is the ability to be able to open a spreadsheet on Google Docs as you are on a zoom call because there is a number that you need to quote and get it right and that is a kind of use case you did not have six months ago because you would have been in office and your zoom call would have been happening on a laptop if at all and you would have had your excel sheet there maybe a printout of the excel sheet in front of you all of that is gone these are the kind of new use
1: cases a lot of
2: us are juggling with right
1: Yes, indeed. The spreadsheet example is again very relevant for uh, the large displays because I remember that Xiaomi launched the Redmi Note Nine Pro Max, a very elaborately named device. It has a huge display. It was very difficult for me to handle it. It was like a bit like a slab, and but it was around seventeen thousand. And I told some someone was buying it, and I was like, "Isn't it too large?" And he says, "Yes, but a spreadsheet is very visible on it. I can see the cells clearly. I can see them openly. I can, you know, I can just." highlight like a cell very easily otherwise if i tap a cell the keyboard comes up i don't have that much of space that is going to be big since you are the audio expert among the two of us i would also like to have your take on do you think the 3.5mm audio jack is relevant anymore have we really gone wireless even in this segment
2: i think we have gone wireless in five months i have not plugged in a earphone with a wire i am literally on a earphone 24 7 you know the only time i literally take off a earphone is when i'm going to sleep so the earphones have become very relevant but without the wires because you don't want wires to hold you back because you're taking calls when you're in the loo when you're cooking when you're actually doing your dishes that earphone without wires gives you the freedom of
1: working from home literally and i'm not saying what work it is there it is look at it that again is a premium segment feature that is slowly percolating down to this one because in the past, it was like your uh, mid-segment had a bit more than the basic. It was nowhere near premium. It was nowhere near premium. You weren't expected to play high-end games or even run an Excel spreadsheet on a mid-segment phone. It was unthinkable. And now, thanks to the pandemic, of whatever reason, I think the pandemic has definitely contributed to it. We have these devices where you can not only play high-end games, you've got a big enough display, you can run office apps you can run, there are people running presentations of their iphones for god's sake if you forget about the iphones, i saw somebody running a presentation of their nord, which is extremely, extremely impressive, and we are hearing that samsung is going to be moving the dex functionality, the one which allows you to connect your device wirelessly to a bigger display, we hear it is going to be percolating down to even more budget friendly devices, maybe not a 25,000 rupee m series, but maybe a 30, 35,000 m series, which is saying quite something and now as you said the assumption also is somebody with 15 to 25,000 might not need even a wired headphone that's just how premium this so-called very utilitarian segment used to be it has just moved a level up and this is when we haven't talked about which is again a sign of the pandemic we haven't even talked about design that tells you how much things have changed right now. No one really is concerned about how the phone looks, how thin it is. Irrelevant.
2: Irrelevant, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> In fact, even an extra large battery has sort of become irrelevant mm. because you are at home all the time, you are near a plug all the time. So that wouldn't be a consideration for a lot of people. But I guess a lot of people who are out there working despite the pandemic, who don't have the luxury of work from home, maybe for them it becomes even more important to have a battery which will last maybe a couple of days because you know you're not sure about plugging in everywhere right like like before you would not want to use uh, a plug that's available let us say in a railway station or at an airport because you're not sure how safe it would be to touch that thing so these kind of considerations also come in so it makes it relevant but for the bulk of the people who are working from home
1: i think the battery itself is not that relevant anymore the great thing of course in all this is that suddenly i mean if somebody wanted to say you want to buy a great phone in february this year the chances were all of us would be recommending something which would be in the price of rupees 50,000 60,000 and if somebody if that some person said look i have a budget of only 25,000 we would say look there's only so much you can do with it maybe you can go for an old toco you can go for an old redmi k20 pro but that's about it you have got a budget of 25 you cannot play premium you want to play you got to pay that i think has changed now somebody wants as i got a budget 25,000 he can go and say i'm going to buy a One Plus nord i'm going to get a decent processor i've got a 90 hertz refresh rate display i've got a quad gamma setup With how relevant that is or not i'm getting fast charging decent design and well it just works i think that is i still think it's a new premium i mean I don't want to sound like a prophet, but it just sounds so much like the new premium now. <laughs> and if someone asks me,
2: Nimish, for a phone around fifty thousand, I'm going to tell him, "Hey, hold on. You don't actually need a phone that costs you fifty thousand. You spend twenty five, get a good phone, and keep the money for your rainy day in a bank account, because that's what all of us needs now." So that was our own devices for this week. We will be back next week with more. And we will be looking at how our lives are changing as we have been doing for the past two weeks. We are everywhere where you listen to podcasts and we hope you will continue listening to us.
0: This is Nandagopal saying bye with Nimish Dubey. You were listening to Our Own Devices by The Indian Express. This week's show was edited and mixed by Anatna Sharma and produced by me, Shashang Bhargav. If you like the show, then do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it. Share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also tweet us at Express Audio and write to us at podcast at the rate